can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Before we begin today's episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored, we acknowledge First Nations people as the traditional owners of the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to elders past, present and future whose lands were never ceded. Welcome to another bonus episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored. I'm your host and resident mythbuster, Joanna Fleming. In these bonus episodes, sometimes with the help of a special guest, I'll be answering your common beauty questions so you don't have to go digging for the answers yourself. So I have Dr. Shami from O Dermatology joining me again today for another um, myth-busting question episode. This one was a very popular one on our Facebook group around sugar and chocolate. So today we're tackling, does chocolate give you acne? So we've got to debunk this one, Dr. Shami. Does chocolate cause breakouts? Yes or no? Short answer. I know you can't <laughs> though. I feel I'm being pinned. Oh, can I just say to be analyzed? Okay. because. Chocolate per se does not, Mm -hmm. but I think it's when it's white chocolate, when it's got high levels of sugar and carbohydrate, that's when it actually causes inflammation. Because So I think the question is, does sugar really cause acne? And I think definitely yes, Mm -hmm. because sugar would cause inflammation and produce these things called um, gags, where it makes the collagen a bit more glycosylated and wavy, so you get crappy collagen. So it ages you, but then it creates this kind of high glycemic load in your skin that causes you to break out. Mm -hmm. The good old chocolate, you know, that comes from the cocoa bean in itself, cocoa is an anti-inflammatory antioxidant. So if you're eating 90%, 80% dark chocolate, it should actually help overall inflammation and wellness. Ah, okay. That's why it's a hard one. So where do you think that the suggestion came from? Because it's been around for decades. I know. This isn't something that just started in the last, like this is something that's been around for decades, like 50 years, I would say, this rumor's been around. If you look at the average, I don't want to mention brands, but like if you look at Cadbury, you look at all of them, you know, 100 grams gives you a good 52 grams of carbs. Out of that, all of it is sugar. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's because the chocolate mm-hmm. got tons of dairy, which is also causes acne yeah, together with point. the sugar. So you get that double whammy. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, as a guilty culprit, you're not just going to stop with one cube. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going to go for it. Yeah, it's addictive. It, it is. But dark chocolate, I find I can have one square and I'm fine. But I start on a Cadbury dairy milk block and I'm not done until it's finished. <laughs> well, you know the reason for that because, you know, with the dark chocolate, it doesn't really spike your insulin levels. Mm. So you you get that satiety hormone kicking in. Whereas with milk chocolate, it's going, 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 going. Yeah. And you're just going to get wanting more to kind of quench that insulin spike. Mm-hmm. The only caveat would be that if you do have a bit of a histamine reaction, so certain foods like tomatoes, chocolate can give you that high V inflamed response, and then that can certainly cause acne. Okay. But I reckon if we reach out for good quality vegan kind of dark chocolate, I reckon it'll actually help our acne. And you mentioned the dairy and carb component there as well, driving potential breakouts. Mm. If it's not 
chocolate? Are there other things in your diet that could be driving breakouts and acne that we probably wouldn't be aware of? Totally. So I'm a firm believer that, you know, the state of your gut health really mirrors your skin health um, and acne is inflammation. So if you think about it, how can I reduce my inflammation in my gut? And hopefully that'll help my skin. The culprits really are skim milk. You know, lots of skim milk has shown in studies to actually increase insulin-like growth factor Ah. that then causes more proliferation or growth of your oil glands, your skin cells. You get more congestion. Certain foods like um, obviously sugar, but gluten, Mm -hmm. big, big, big culprit. Okay. Things like lectins. So if you're having lots of oats, I say pre-soak them for a day before you cook them. Things like that aggravate your gut wellness, your mucus lining. They change the disruption in your uh, microbiome in your gut and they affect acne. So tomatoes, sometimes nightshades, things like eggplant, potato. Moderation is key, I think, but there are certain culprits that inflame our gut and thereby inflaming our skin. Interesting. And I guess some people would be more susceptible to breakouts as a result of their diet. Mm -hmm. I'm a sweet tooth and I've always eaten a lot of sugar, which I know is going to be bad for me in the long run from an aging perspective and causing glycation. I don't even want to think (laughs) about it. You're in the right industry though. You're fine. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm aware of it at least. (laughs) But I've never had an issue with my diet causing breakouts except for one time where I was eating a lot of yogurt and I was getting all these little tiny bumps on my forehead, dropped the yogurt, and I was good again. Yeah. But I think some people seem to be more susceptible to breakouts as a result of diet. Have you seen that come up a lot as a dermatologist? Absolutely. So I get people who, same way, like, you know, there are people who never have to cleanse their skin ever mm. and do not break out. Yeah. So we have to own that genetic. The whole male population. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're not having the phthalates in their skincare. Yeah. But, you know, I think like that's so individual. Like, and the, and the trigger seems to vary too. Like, especially for rosacea and acne, it can be dairy for one person. That's the Achilles heel. Mm. For another person, it's, it's just gluten or it's just sugar. So we all vary in our sensitivities. But the other thing that throws things in the spanner is women, our hormones. So like things that didn't really affect us gut wise in our twenties really affect us in our forties. Mm. That's what I find even more amazing. And there has to be this concept where that cumulative kind of stressors give you a reaction. So it may be that, you know, eating yogurt on a daily basis gives you no trouble, but then you throw in a bit of stress, Mm. you know, you get your period coming on, um, you're moving house, then it can be the perfect storm that causes a flare. That was actually going to be my next question around the hormones because I was seeing a naturopath a while ago and she kind of explained the cycle to me and where everything was sitting. And she was like, just be mindful of eating a lot of sugar around this particular time if you want to try and curb Mm. breakouts at that time. Is that true that you should probably avoid these kinds of foods at some point in your cycle or it doesn't really matter if you're prone to it, you're prone to it? No, I think it really matters. I, I, in someone who's got a sensitive breakout period, so premenstrually, mm-hmm. so a lot of us will break out a bit like, you know, a couple of days before your period or mid cycle. Mm-hmm. I actually tweak the skincare a bit and I make them tweak their diet. Mm-hmm. So you almost like prevent that aggravation by maybe for those five days doing some intermittent fasting, yeah. you know, really try and reduce your insulin levels and your growth factor levels. You might do, you know, more vegetarian diet during that time. You'll cut out the pollutants of the world like gluten, dairy and sugar just for a few days. And people can do that. 
Yeah. You know, it's almost like this, you're preparing for the breakout by doing your best. You might use, Mm -hmm. you know, a bit more of a lactic acid serum if you know you're more congested just before your breakout period. So I think it's all about bespoke, you know, work out what's your thing. And then we both find the period of time to be a bit more, I guess, intense with your skincare, your diet, Mm -hmm. but also like, maybe don't have a big night. You know, you can say no to that fifth glass of champagne because you know you're <laughs> going to break out. So, yeah. <laughs> And what do you do particularly if you know that a breakout's coming on, you can feel something under the skin, what's your go-to treatment for that? Oh, I mean, you can't ask a dermatologist that. You know, we've got <laughs> all the, the little bits of tools at our hand. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing you would jump on is – Get some Benzac from over the counter. Mm -hmm. Do not use it all over your face, Mm -hmm. but literally just spot that twice a day for the next two days on that spot. Mm -hmm. Go to bed early, drink tons of water the whole day. And, you know, morning, put some sunscreen on and get some gentle sunlight if you're not sensitive. Mm -hmm. But if not, I just put my handheld LED over that yeah that's a good one and they last you forever so it's worth having it in your medicine Mm -hmm. cabinet yeah the led or call up your dermatologist and get it listed yeah (laughs) the led has been a savior for me throughout my life Mm. having rosacea like this is just a godsend and sometimes i go weeks without using it and then i'll go a week where i'm using it every day i'm like god my skin looks good this week and i just know it's the led it's just such such a difference I've had my boyfriend under it recently yeah. and he's loving it. And I looked at him in the car the other day and I was like, you are flawless. Like, I know. <laughs> made such a difference. It is. And I think the problem with LED is that you do really need that consistency, yeah. especially if you're using the home exactly. stuff. Exactly, yeah. And it pays dividends, you know, mm-hmm. even in two, three weeks. But mm-hmm. you've got to have consistency. And as I kept saying, you know, if it's good enough for NASA, it's good enough for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it just and works. that's a good note to finish on. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time again, Dr. Shami, uh, and for debunking that myth. Pleasure. (laughs) Anytime. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.